Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. On today's show, the Brooklyn Nets are the first Eastern Conference team to clinch a playoff spot. The Boston Celtics don't deserve one. Just give it to the Raptors. And Golden State's hopes of skipping the play-in tournament seem to be dashed in just one night. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Wednesday, April 28th. Good morning, everybody. Yes, the Brooklyn Nets, they're in. The first Eastern Conference team to earn a playoff berth. The first team in and probably the last one still standing when the finals start in July because they have handled everything that's come their way. New coach, in-season trades, injuries, tweets from players that just read, free me after being removed due to COVID-19 protocol. And speaking of Kevin Durant, KD has played in only 26 games this season. That's odd to say that out loud. James Harden is likely to miss the last month plus of the season. Spencer Dinwiddie has missed the entire year. Oh yeah, remember him? He's a pretty good player and he'll be around for the playoffs. Not sure if he's going to play. That that would just be bonkers. The only thing left to deal with is adversity. And I kind of look at the 2011 Heat as a template for Brooklyn if they do falter. If you remember the 2011 Heat, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh all got together. They made the finals. The adversity was they just laid off LeBron. He couldn't hit a three-point shot the way he does now. They had that whole episode sort of mocking Dirk for being sick, and they couldn't come back in the NBA Finals. Now they came back the next year and won it. But that, to me, is the only sort of thing, if the Nets have some issues in the postseason, that can really, truly stop them. But that locker room has been rock solid despite all those things. A brand-new coach. Uh, things going well here as we get into the stretch run. Now, they clinched that playoff berth with a win over the Raptors, who are the last team to beat Kevin Durant in the playoffs. If you remember, 2019 finals, that seems a long time ago. KD wasn't even playing then. He was injured, obviously. I, like, I talk about Nets injuries a lot here, but in this game, they beat the Raptors, not with Durant or Kyrie going off, but their depth, that out-depth the Toronto Raptors' depth, which is... Kind of shocking. Blake Griffin, Mike James. No, not that Mike James, Raptors fans. And Tyler Johnson combined for 38 off the pine. The Blake signing has worked out pretty well. Durant and Irving only had a combined 31 points. Nick Nurse, still coaching his butt off, doing a very good job here, despite being a lost season for the Raptors. Maybe if you give Toronto 82 games, they would figure it out. Uh, but uh, there are some bright spots for Toronto. OG Ananobi, his fifth straight game with 20-plus points. His growth over the course of the season is probably the most meaningful development for Toronto. Raps first-round pick, Malachi Flynn, also getting a little bit more confident. And Kyle Lowry still looking great out there. Not sure if he's going to be with the Raptors after the season, but he'll take his gorgeous car with him. I don't care what model this Ferrari is. Just love that it's a matte finish and that gorgeous bluey color. I've always dreamed of a color like that. That is a nice, nice car. Now, 
who is going to handle the Nets in an Eastern Conference playoff series? There are only two viable candidates right now, the Sixers or the Bucks. And watching the Bucks on Tuesday, it's hard to truly believe in them. They got by a Hornets team with some late-game execution. They go through Yanis in the post, which is, which is a good development, and they spread it out around him. Their closing lineup on Tuesday is likely what it's going to be in the postseason. Yanis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. That's a lock. And then Dante DiVincenzo as a shooter. And then Mike Boonholzer kind of swapped P.J. Tucker and Brooke Lopez for defense for op- offense. And P.J. Tucker looked great out there, working his butt off with his new team. But as for the execution in late-game situations, Yanis has shown in playoffs past he needs somebody to help down the stretch. When it comes down to it, the guys are, who are going to have to step up are playmakers off the bounce, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And Milwaukee has been fairly healthy all season, and they still haven't truly figured it out. They still don't have a balance. It still looks like they don't know exactly what they're doing. It doesn't come naturally like it does for the Nets. And we're here, 61 games into the season, only 11 more games for the Bucks to figure it out. Now, it's not going to be the Celtics who knock off the Nets. Not a chance. The OKC Thunder visited Boston on Tuesday. The Thunder are trying to tank for a better draft pick. They're the only NBA team that wasn't interested in making the playoffs or the play-in tournament from the beginning of the season. 20 of the 30 teams make the playoffs or play-in tournament. OKC was not interested, Only the only one. And now they've really leaned in. They've told Al Horford, his services are no longer needed this season. Stay home. You've helped us win too many games. Same goes for their star, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They at least pushed an injury excuse for his absences. And they traded the steady hand of George Hill. As a result... They had lost 14 straight games going into Boston. That's good for them. Then they go in there and they snap a 14-game win streak against the Celtics team that is trying to make the playoffs. They're currently in sixth and in danger of dropping into the play-in tournament. Yeah, no Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum, but Boston absolutely did not want to win this game. In the final two minutes of this tight game, OKC got two big dunks because Boston just didn't care enough to put their bodies on the line. Okay, C's players are definitely playing to win, but it's their front office that isn't. But this was a rare game where both teams lost. OKC currently has the fifth worst record in the NBA, and it looks like they're running away with that spot. Fourth worst is Detroit, two games worse than OKC. NBA draft lottery is on June 22nd this season. That's usually when the draft is. It is a bizarro year, and it continues in the NBA world. I hate how I'm refreshing tankathon.com every day, but that's NBA life. The play-in tournament definitely worked in terms of keeping teams' hopes up for longer this season, but some teams have no shot at making it at this point. So their prize gaze has turned elsewhere, like the battle of the bottom two teams in the NBA on Tuesday, the Rockets and the Timberwolves, who don't even have a mathematical shot of making it now. The Timberwolves pulled away late on Tuesday, and it sure looks like Houston will finish with the worst record. Houston now has about a 50% chance of keeping their pick that they traded to OKC in the Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook deal, but they keep it if the lottery ball gods give them One of the top four picks, 50% chance of that happening. And the Timberwolves have to slow down because they've won three in a row and they're in a similar boat as Houston. They traded away their pick to Golden State with Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell, uh, but their pick is top three protected. Speaking of those Warriors, before the game versus Dallas on Tuesday, head coach Steve Kerr said, we could catch Dallas for the sixth spot if we beat them. And then we have the tiebreaker. That could happen. We'd get out of the play-in tournament, but that did not happen. 
The Warriors got blasted by the Mavericks. Now we're almost guaranteed to get Steph and the Warriors in the play-in tournament a couple weeks from now. They delivered an offensive dud, did the Warriors, and we're down 47-16 at one point. Steph Curry continued to add onto his record for threes in a month. It's now at 90 with one more game to play. Luka Doncic had 39 in this one. Last game of the night, the Portland Trailblazers took out their frustrations on the Pacers, snapping a five-game losing streak. Backup guard Anthony Simons was scorching hot. He hit his first nine threes, and then he missed his last one, making it a perfect night. Nine times three for 27 points, as he didn't hit a two. Perfect night, because I love simple math. All right, that is it for me. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode here on Wednesday. We also have a Beach Steppin' Mailbag Pod coming to you today. I'll be back tomorrow to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. I'll talk to you then. Bye.